your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you right now that, Lord, that you always supply. Thank you for your goodness and abundance. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. How many has been keeping up with the revival down in Gainesville? Amen. God is moving down there. And so I, I don't look for him to close out tonight. I look for it to keep going. And so keep praying that God would just have his way. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want us to, uh, let's see, let's turn to 1 Peter tonight, chapter number 5, verse 8. Chapter 5, verse 8. Say, I'm there when you're there. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It's a little bit different. Be well balanced and always alert. Be well balanced and always alert. Re religious people cannot be balanced. I'm just telling you. Religious people, they're hot one day and cold the next. They don't know what they believe, what they think. They're moved and ruled by their emotions, their flesh. Somebody say amen. They praise God one day and one day they can't. They dance one day and one day they can't. God likes people that are balanced. Everybody say balanced. Balanced, amen. And see, tonight the key is understanding is that your, your mind, your will, your emotions are not in control. Your spirit man is. And so you want to know how far along that you are spiritually. Ask yourself the question. <laughs> Am I the same? <laughs> Yesterday, today, or forever? <laughs> that might be too heavy because only God can do that. But are you balanced from day to day? Are you ruled by your emotions? Do you fall apart when something bad happens or, you know, your body says I'm tired or your, your mind says I just, I just, I'm, I'm just wore out or you're, I can't take another thing or anything like that. See, how many know you're supposed to answer the word? Answer the word. And so we're still in the vein of being, you know, walking in maturity. And, uh, you know, so this is a good thing right here that we're talking about tonight. Be well balanced. There's nothing worse than having a tire on a car that's not in balance. Amen. You can take a brand new car, man. If the tire's out of balance, it'll drive you crazy. You get a church and have that thing running right, and you get a few people that are out of balance, it'll drive you crazy. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Shake that bush again. Say, I don't want to. Something else might fall out of it. Amen. Listen, be well balanced and always alert. 
Did you know that your mind and your will and your emotions can cause you to be focused on something when you need to be alert? Amen. Amen. Boy, that's good right there. That is good. Always alert. Always alert. Somebody say always alert. Always alert. Always alert. Always alert. Listen to this. Because your enemy, so you didn't even know you had an enemy, thought everybody loved you, didn't you? <laughs> Look at that person beside him and say, do you love me? <laughs> Ethel, do you love me, Ethel? <laughs> it was that they said, the, the, the old couple riding down the road and said one was sitting in the front seat of the pickup and the other, the, the wife was sitting over next to the door. And she said, you know, we used to sit together we rode down the road, and he looked over and said, well, I hadn't moved. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Be well-balanced. Be well-balanced and always alert because your enemy, comma, the devil, comma, roams around mm, incessantly. It's amazing how that stupid devil just roams around, follows you, is at your heels. Just, you know, he's always trying to trip you up. But I can tell you something. He's not going to follow an on fire. I said he's not going to follow an on fire, charged up, word-filled, alert and focused child of God very far until he gets his old and ugly head hammered. Amen? But see, when we are not well balanced, you ever met anybody that's not balanced? Duh. You said the elevator doesn't go to the top. Come on. They got a few screws loose. Hey, what's up, Doc? You know, it's like Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. He may say, man, I don't know what's wrong with that dude, but they're off balance, man. They're, they're off balance. This is God talking to the church here through Peter. And we're talk, what we're going to be talking about tonight is resist, resisting your adversary. Be well balanced because this is the way that you resist the devil. He's going to get to the punchline here in a minute. Be well balanced and always alert. Always alert, sober-minded, vigilant. Amen. Because your enemy, well, our enemy is the one that's been over in Israel murdering people. Our enemy is the one that's in our nation causing all the havoc right now. The enemy, the adversary, our enemy, the devil, the devil roams around incessantly. Roams around incessantly. How many of our children, you say, man, I wish you quit roaming around everywhere. Hmm? Don't know where you're going. Roams around incessantly, incessantly, just roaring lion, looking for prey to devour, somebody to pounce on. And unstable souls, unstable souls, listen, unstable souls, people that aren't balanced, people that aren't balanced are the ones he's looking for. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, roameth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he's seeking somebody to devour. Hit that next verse. 
So take a decisive stand against him. Man, you got to decide, man, I'm going to be balanced. I'm going to be alert. I may not feel like reading the Bible, but I'm going to read it anyway. I may not feel like praying, I'm going to pray anyway. I might not feel like praising, but I'm going to do it anyway. I may not feel like dancing, but I'm going to do it anyway. Amen. I may not feel like it, but my feelings are not in control. My spirit man is in control. That reborn part of me. God did such a great miracle for us when he saved us, amen, and moved inside. And he does good house cleaning. Somebody say he gets rid of stuff. Amen. So listen to this. Stand against him and resist. Everybody say resist, resist, resist his every attack. Resist his every attack. How many? Amen. You know, so... It's like some people aren't complete without the devil. I'm serious. Like they wouldn't know what to do if they didn't have something going on. Amen. Now listen, listen to what he's saying here. Resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Strong, vigorous faith. Where do you get faith from? We're adding that Bible. Romans 10. 17, faith come by hearing. Everybody put your ears on. That's what you need to do. Get your ears on. Everybody got to put your ears on. Now listen, because number one, if you're not listening, I said if you're not listening, you don't have any ammo. Amen? Do not have any. Listen to what he says. Vigorous faith, with strong, vigorous faith, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles that you endure. Amen? Amen. So, Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for your, your power and anointing. In Jesus' name, have your way tonight. Everybody said amen. amen. So, I think especially in, in people's lives, one of the things I believe that in Christians' lives especially, is that there are far too many people that are unstable. Amen. Let's just let that, I don't even think that's sinking in. I'd be wondering, say, look at that person beside you, say, are you unstable? <laughs> are you unstable? Are you unstable? Think about that. Are you wishy-washy? Amen. Let that sink in. Are you wishy-washy? Are you unstable? Are you unstable? See, my victory has already been won. I've already triumphed. I want to shoot this at you tonight. You know, just uh, this scripture here that Jesus gives us is rhetorical in the, in the book of Revelation. And he says this, To him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh. Well, you know, so he's trying to give me a clue. There's some things that I'm going to have to overcome that go on in my life and in the world in which I live. Your biggest enemy is yourself. If you go look in the mirror, that's the guy right there that gives you the biggest problem. 
People can't stop you. The devil can't stop you, but you can stop you by not following through like God wants you to. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And so I want to be a stable soul. I want to be stable. I want to be stable. I don't want to be wishy-washy. I don't want to be wishy-washy. I don't want to be up and down. Amen. I don't want to be. All right? James chapter number 4. We're going to read this verse here. And as Joan Rivers says, can we talk? Listen to what he says. King James Version. But he gives more grace, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. We may not realize it, but you know that when you're wishy-washy, you got pride. Even if you're unstable, somebody said, how can you say that? Number one, it's because you're not depending on God. If I'm depending on him, I'm going to seek after him and I'm going to chase after him and I'm going to read that word and I'm going to pray. Because I'm going to, I understand, you know, that God is telling me something. He said, look, look, he said, it's a form of pride when you think that you can make it in life by yourself. And I don't need the word. I don't need church. I don't need to pray. I don't need fellowship. That's, a, that's pride. How many know that is pride in the worst extent of things? Think about it. It's pride. I don't need God. And so those people are very unstable. Amen. I have church at home by myself. Oh, you do. Praise God. I think church constitutes two or three. Amen. That's what Jesus said. For two or three are gathered together. Amen. Now listen to what James says. Listen to what he says. Wherefore he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Amen. Put that verse back up your head a few minutes ago. Amen. First Peter. Yeah. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. Submit. Everybody say submit. Now, this is an interesting word because this is what it means in the Greek. It means, it's a Greek military term, and it means to arrange an order of command and rank. So, if God is your head, or if a pastor is your head, or you have leaders that are your head, there's a certain protocol that we go by. We get in rank. Somebody say, we get in rank. We get arranged. We get arranged. And so God is telling us, he said, you got to, first of all, if you're going to resist the devil, he said, the first thing you have to do is submit yourself to God. you got to submit to him. Somebody say, submit. The opposite of that would be an unteachable spirit. Amen. You have to submit to God. Somebody say, submit to him. Submit to his word. Now, I'm going to help you here tonight because I think that some of us, you know, we struggle and we don't understand, you know, God, what's going on here? And God is saying, this is what you need to do. He said, your adversary has already been defeated. His power is broken. The blood of Jesus has already defeated him. Jesus has given you the victory. You are born again. You're a son and daughter of the living God. And God says, if you'll get under my headship and realize who you are and feed yourself on my word and walk with me, he said, you won't have problems with the devil uh, 
kicking you around, booting, doing all this stuff to you that you think that he can do, and you won't have problems with yourself like you think, like normally that you would be if you're outside of, of submitting yourself to God. Amen. I was talking to Deborah yesterday. I said, uh, I said, number one, I said, marriages have problems because somebody's not submitted to God. Amen. People have problems one with another because they're not submitted to God. Amen. You have a problem on the job because you're not submitted to God. And so there's problems in the world right now because people are not submitted to God. Amen. The God. Somebody say the one true God. So listen to what he says. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. And James says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. So I want to put myself under the headship of Christ and understand that he is my head. I am his body. Now, anybody that doesn't have... Uh, you know, Jesus says their head is a heedless wonder. Somebody's not listening. Amen? So he uses this term here. It's a military term, and he's telling you in the strictest sense. He said the first thing that you need to do as God's child, he said, is submit under the headship of Christ and submit to the leadership and authority of those that are over you in the Lord. Because if you do, it'll go well with you. Somebody said it'll go well with you. Amen? And so 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, your adversary, somebody say, my adversary, and say, I have to understand, I do have an adversary, and it is the devil. All right? It is the devil. So I cannot be distracted by him or stuff. Amen? I like this because I had this little, little eye, this little thought come to me, and I cannot be distracted by the storm. Now listen, I can't be distracted by lust. I can't be distracted by the world. I cannot be distracted by rumors. I can't be distracted by people. I can't be distracted by my feelings. I got to get plugged in to God. I have to get plugged into his word, to his very nature, Amen. I got to get plugged into him, plugged into him. Because when that word resist is used, it's used and requires me to be sober and vigilant. This is something that I got to understand that no matter what comes against me, that I have to stand. Amen. Somebody say stand. Stand. Say stand. All right. So the choice is either my way or his way. Amen. My way or his way, sober and vigilant, sober, not allowing any outside influence to come. Vigilant, being awake, being awake. Somebody say being awake, being awake. Rise up from sitting down in some relaxed position in the spirit and understand I am the, in the mess that I'm in or this stuff is going on around me because I am not submitting myself to God and rising up and taking authority in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So I have to take a sober observation of everything that's going on around me. All right? Now listen, you're never going to defeat your enemy on his ground. And his ground is the flesh. Somebody say the flesh. 
And so then the, the Apostle Paul writes this. This is a familiar scripture to us. He says, put on the whole armor of God. Say, put on the whole armor of God. Put it on, put it on, put it on. So it requires an action on my part. Resisting requires an action on my part. It's something that I have to do. I have to stand. I have to stand. And so this word here that he uses, resist, it means this. It said to set yourself against. Set yourself against, withstand, oppose, assail, assault. Well, those are pretty strong words if you ask me. So it's just telling me that, you know, it's something that I, you know, it's more than ignoring the enemy because ignoring him does not just defeat him. What causes him to be defeated is when I rise up and begin to oppose him with the Scripture and stand on the Word of God. It's when I combat him with God's ways. It's when I stand against him and assault him like he's been assaulting me coming against me with accusations or thoughts or all this kind of stuff, I just stand up and start speaking the word of God back. I start speaking the blood of Jesus. Somebody say amen, amen. So Paul uses this kindred word to resist here when he says the word stand. Everybody say stand, stand. Everybody say stand, all right? So he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Everybody say stand. Stand. And so this word is important because it's an offtake of that word in the Greek that Paul uses and, and Peter uses to when he says resist. Because he's saying this. He said, you stand in the presence of in the presence, somebody says, standing in the presence of whatever that circumstance is or that situation. It's like if I could use a character in the Bible, it would be like Shammah, one of David's mighty men in 2 Samuel, where you remember that uh, his enemy would come every year. Everybody say every year. These Midianites would come, and they would come over the hill. His family raised peas. And uh, every year they would come down and destroy the crop at harvest time. And they would, they, 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 the family would flee and just give it up. But there came a time that Shammah said, I am going to stand in the middle of my ground and I'm going to resist this enemy and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. That's what he means when he says, stand ye therefore. Stand, stand. Haven't done all to stand, stand. Everybody say stand, resist. And so when the enemy came over the hill, here Shama is standing all by himself in the middle of his pea patch. And when the enemy comes, he stood his ground. That means he didn't move, he didn't give up, he didn't run, he didn't flee. He stood there and says, you guys are the ones that's going to run today, not me. I happen to believe that my God is going to give me the victory right here where I stand. Amen. And so that's the attitude that we have to have as God's people is that I don't want to be somebody that's AWOL in my spiritual mind. I don't want to be unstable and run every time the devil barks or comes along. I want to run every time that my flesh is feeling one way or you know, my day hasn't gone like I wanted to or I'm feeling a certain way because you know, if I'm that way, then I'm always going to be unstable. Somewhere down the line, we have to draw a line in the sand and take a stand like Shama did and say, this is it right here. I'm going to resist. 
I'm going to, another word for that is to violently oppose. And somebody said, well, what do you think Shama did? I don't know. He probably looked like a Tasmanian angel. How about putting it that way? All I know is when he got done, there was a lot, of, a lot of Midianites that were fleeing and running over the hill when he got through. Somebody say, praise God. Amen. And I love this because God says, hey, look, there's always going to be more that be with you than those that be with them. He says, look, don't you worry about an enemy that outnumbers you or what the size of that enemy's army looks like because as long as I'm on your side, you are the majority and not the minority. Amen. It's a good place to thank God right there. Amen. So somebody say, resist him, resist him, stand, stand, stand. So in Ephesians, listen to what he says. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. Everybody say withstand. That word withstand is the same word that James uses when he says resist, all right? Withstand. Withstand, stand in the presence of that enemy and say, you're not moving me. Stand in the presence of your mind, will, and emotion and say, look, you're not ruling in my life. You're not controlling me any longer. I don't care what you say or how you feel. We're going to do what God says. Daddy said, stand. Somebody said, Papa said, stand strong. Amen. Stand strong. Listen. It's like when we come to church. See, church, we make church. We make the atmosphere. We do that by plugging into God and worshiping him. Amen? And so when we're inconsistent or unstable, we think, man, well, that wasn't a good service. That has nothing to do with it. God never changes. Uh-oh. Look at somebody and say, man, we got a problem. Say, Houston, we failed to launch. Say the Holy Ghost was here, the Father was here, Jesus was here, but we failed to launch. Because if God never changes, he's telling me, he said, look, I want you to be stable like I'm stable. He said, you're supposed to be imitating me, not imitating the flesh or what you see in people. Come on now. He said, I want you to be stable, stable, dependable, faithful. Somebody say amen. I say, man, this is like a... I've got to understand that my God, man, if I'm going to be like my father, then I, 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 first of all, I have to look inwardly because he's in me. He is in me. My God is in me. So I'm to resist the enemy and not give in to him. Somebody say stand. 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 Look at somebody say, haven't done everything to stand. Haven't done all. What does say? What's all mean? Everything. Everything that you can mean. It's sort of like, you know, when, when, you know, when I was growing up and everybody lived in the same tribe around the same family, you know, when you got in a fight, you had to fight the rest of the family. If they were brothers and sisters, man, they're going to come out and start kicking and biting too. It's just the way it was. And so the way that I learned to survive, I was kind of the smallest one around. I, I learned to frail them with everything I had, kicking, biting, scratching, whatever I could, because when you're fighting, you know, several people, you got to pull out everything that you've got. Somebody say, haven't done everything to stand. Amen. And so I learned. Somebody say, I learned. <laughs> you learn. Say, my God, whatever it takes for me to survive, I'm coming out of this alive in Jesus' name. I'm tired of getting beat up, kicked bit, scratched, attacked. 
I remember one time that uh, my dad always worked me like a, a, an Egyptian slave. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, growing up. Everybody else got to do absolutely nothing. But I spent my summers working gardens, mowing grass, digging basements by hand without a bulldozer or anything else but with a mattock and a shovel. Amen. You know, feeding the hogs, feeding the chickens, and doing all this stuff. And, man, if you didn't do it, Daddy always would say, well, we got to go see the doctor. And you've heard me say that many times, Dr. Dogwood. All right? And so I remember, you know, what happened for me is it just developed muscle. <laughs> when everybody else is laying around on old lazy summer days, I was developing muscle. So the little guy finally got some muscle. And so I remember one day my daddy sent me up to my cousins. He said, I want you to go up there and see if they came down here and got my shovel and, and hoe. And I said, all right. So I went up there, you know, because people were forever. How many has ever had something borrow something and not bring it back? Somebody growled. <laughs> so I went up there. And so one of my cousins smarted off to me and I smacked the fire out of him. You know, you kind of get in one of those moods when everybody else is laying around and you got to work. And he just said the wrong thing that day. I done had enough. Smarted off and I just cold cocked him. Bam. Well, he burled up and then I just sailed into him like a wild man and whipped his tail. Hallelujah. And so I got the shovel in the hoe and I was on my way back and heard something. Here come his brother. I said, well, bring it on, praise God. I just whipped him too. <laughs> Turned around, picked up the shovel and the, hovel, uh, the hoe with his shovel and went on down to the chicken coop because that's what we were working on. And said, Daddy said, you get that, you get that boy? I said, yeah. I said, I got it. In a few minutes, my cousin walks up and he's going, <laughs> and he's about this tall. And so I'm sitting there and Daddy looked over at me and said, what's wrong with you? And he, and so he said, you, 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 you better t t t t tell him to quit p p picking on me. <laughs> a few minutes, here come his brother. He was all whining and crying. And daddy said, you mean to tell me that both of y'all couldn't whip him? He said, y'all just wait on about 15 minutes. So we're going to get this fence finished and I'll put one of y'all in there at a time. We'll do it fair. Boy, you're talking about somebody getting out of there. See, that's the way the devil is. Somebody say, man, he don't want none of you. When you finally understand that my God has given me some muscle and I realize who I am, that I'm going to frail that enemy. Come on, somebody. See, when, when, when you go through stuff, you, you need to understand that all it is is development. God's at work in you to do in the will of his own good pleasure. It's God's good pleasure, I believe, for, for God to say, okay, devil, get him. For the devil to come and thinks he's going to do to you what he's been doing. And all of a sudden you get up and say, my, my emotions do not rule me anymore. My ways do not rule me anymore. And all of a sudden, instead of being unstable, you become stable. Instead of being wishy-washy, come on. Instead of you being in that condition, all of a sudden you're like Shama now. The anointing comes up on you and you learn to stand against the adversary and you frail the daylights out of him. See, it's important to win those battles. I said it's important to win your battles. It's important to win your battles. God in heaven never allows an adversary to come against you without his approval. I'm going to say that again. 
I said, your father in heaven never allows an adversary to come against you that he does not approve of. Have you considered my servant Job? God said, you don't want none of him. It looked like the battle was going south, and it was for a while. But the latter end of Job was greater than the beginning. I wouldn't want to have to go through what he went through. Amen. But what I'm telling you is this, is that when you get attacked by your adversary, you've got to understand, God has designed me to run to this. To first seek the face of God. No matter what it looks like, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the finances say, no matter what friends may say, no matter what the world looks like. Amen? There's no such thing as it ain't working. Oh, it works. You might not be. Somebody say, you got to work the word. And see, the thing about when you start speaking to that mountain, it's not, it's a continuous sense in the Greek. You got to keep on talking to it. You got to say, devil, I done told you. I can tell you right now, how many have ever had a Doberman? One of the most hard-headed dogs ever. I don't know who created the breed. <laughs> but I remember I used to command mine because I taught him to do stuff. And he was pretty obedient. But they got a streak in them. They just sometimes they just will not listen. I'll tell a story. That blizzard came several years ago. And Brother Dalton and Terry and some of them came over there with a tractor and was digging me out. There was snow drifts about eight feet deep up on the roads. And so I had Shamgar, my Doberman. Shamgar. <laughs> and so Shamgar, this guy, my, my neighbor up on top of the hill, he had a cocker spaniel about this tall. And so Shamgar, he's about this tall. And so we were out there on the hill trying to get up that hill and digging out all that snow. And Shamgar, he come around there, and I said, you sit, boy. You cut that stuff out. And that Cocker Spaniel and him were always doing stupid stuff. Well, I think my neighbor thought that we had run over his dog with the tractor. And Shamgar wouldn't obey, and I picked up a stick and tried to hit him, and it broke over him. The stick broke. <laughs> and he took off after that Cocker Spaniel, and a neighbor come out in his boxer shorts <laughs> in the snow. He he was still he was at he looked there's about six of us standing out there. He just kind of turned around, ran back inside. <laughs> but see, the devil can be like Shamgar. He can be hard headed. Somebody say hard headed. Hard headed. You can give commands to your adversary. Hadn't you ever wondered, man, I have rebuked him and commanded him to go, and it just seems like he just won't listen. Dig deeper. Somebody say dig deeper. Dig deeper. See, it's a matter, it's a matter, it's not a matter of whether your enemy is defeated or not. He's already defeated. It's a matter of whether you believe that what you're saying is going to happen or not. Amen. So you got to believe it. You got to believe it. And so you grow every time that you rebuke that adversary and you put him in his place. And not necessarily is he just going to get up and leave any time that you want him to leave. But you've got to learn that once you rebuke him. I like what Brother Hagin said. He said, come to casting out devils. He said, once he said, he just command them. He said, sometime be a day later before the thing come out of somebody. That's pretty powerful. Amen. So I took a hold of that and said, bless God, devil. I said, in Jesus' name, he said, you will obey this. I said, I'm done with you. I commanded you to go and that's it. And you know what? A few days, he's gone. I hadn't got time for you, devil. Somebody say, I hadn't got time for you, devil. 
I don't have time for you. Amen. Can I say something else? Don't go to prayer and talk to God about how that devil. God, Father, this devil just won't leave me alone. I can tell you that that's dumb. Matter of fact, it's like music to the devil's ears if you're praying something like, hey, God, I don't know what you're doing up there, but I done told this devil to leave me alone. And you've heard me tell you the story about my daddy telling me to take that stick, take a stick and hit my cousin. <laughs> brutal. Somebody say just brutal. And so Daryl, he was mean. God, he was mean. Man, he just, he was bigger than I was, older than I was. And man, he just means a daggone snake. He just come down and just beat you up, just no reason at all. And my daddy said, boy, Pick up a stick and hit him with it. He'll leave you alone. So one day we were out back in the house, and he was out there bullying me, and I looked down, there's a stick about that long. I think my father put it there. I picked that stick up, and I knocked him in the next week. He hooped and hollered like a daggone animal and took off, and you know I never had another problem out of him. Never. Never. You know why? Because I meant it. I said, I will kill you. <laughs> Amen. And see, that's the thing about it. You know, it's like your father says, pick up the word and use it against your adversary. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. He will flee from you. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he shall what? Flee from you. I think one translation says he'll flee in terror. And he will go. Amen. Resist. Everybody say resist. Resist. The antonyms for resist is this, to yield to, to give up, to give in, to surrender, weaken. You think about what the Scripture says, have your feet shot of the preparation of the gospel of peace. When I read that Scripture, I look at somebody like, man, they got their feet and plowed in. They, not, they are not going to be moved. They are resisting. Amen? They are resisting. It's just like right now, even in our nation, with all this demonstrating on the university campuses and these kids out of the classrooms and stuff like that. I say, hey, you want to pass this class? You better be in here in an hour. You, I know. And I said, you better get in here right now and sit down at your desk. University and learn, but nobody wants to tell them nothing like that. Somebody say, amen. The problems could be solved easily if people in authority would get up and take authority. Just say, hey, this is it. Get out of the streets or go to jail. Take your choice. You know, you get your military in there and you military police or whatever that you need. Clean the streets out. And boy, they'd be whining and crying in the jail. I remember we used to go to prison ministry years ago. I'm supposed to be in here. I'm not supposed to be in here. Tears running down her cheeks. It's like Bobby going up here to the jail, you know, uh, up there and, and, and talking to them. He said, I said, you got a captive audience. Amen. And they'll bow up. They'll bow up and sit over there like, you know, I said, hey, you just tell them. Say, hey, you're in here because of that right there. That's it right there. I said, because God loves you. And they said, you're following two things. Either you can follow God and obey him or you can follow the devil and stay where you're at. Amen. See, but in the world, if somebody would just, if they take authority, somebody say take authority. Take authority. And I've got a word for the, for the White House. If Iran attacks again, go blow that nuclear plant up. Take it out. Cripple them. Let the lights go out. 
that would solve the problem. See, but when you permit something, somebody say, when you permit it, permit it, when you permit it, when you permit it, when you permit it, whatsoever things you shall bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you forbid on the earth shall be forbidden in heaven. Whatsoever you permit on earth shall be permitted in heaven. You know, that's really, that, that's a spiritual law that God will permit whatever you permit. He'll forbid what you forbid. If it's forbidden in his word, if it's forbidden in the kingdoms, you can forbid it or you can permit it. Amen? You say, I just don't think I'm going to put up with the devil. Say it. Say, I don't think I'm going to put up with the devil. I don't think I'm going to put up with him in Jesus' name and take authority and resist him in Jesus' name and he has to flee from you. Amen. All right, listen to this right here. This is what Paul says in Ephesians in verse number 17. And, and to, to me, this is probably one of the best verses in that whole thing he's talking about. He says, take the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation. Everything is inclusive in that salvation. Take that helmet and put it on. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All right, so if I have the helmet of salvation on, I'm going to have right thinking. I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be sober. Amen? I am. And I'm going to cast down every imagination, every thought, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of my God. I'm going to cast it down, pull it down in Jesus' name and not. Amen? Amen. Amen. Somebody say resist. Resist. And then in verse number 18, listen to what he said. Praying always. Everybody say praying always with all prayer all kinds of prayer, every way, every day, any way, every kind of prayer, every kind of prayer with all perseverance. So he's telling you, he says, man, the main thing you need to do is take that sword of the Spirit, put that helmet on, speak the Word of God, and take a stand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Speak to it. Somebody say resist. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Amen. Resist him and he shall flee from you. So, Father, tonight, in Jesus' name, I ask you, Father, to, Father, to move upon those, God, that the enemy seems to have been relentless in Jesus' name, that they will understand that what you're wanting them to do is to stand and just simply say what you said in the word, rebuke that enemy, and he has to flee. Resist him. You said to resist him in the faith. So I pray tonight, Lord, that you will strengthen them, and Father God in heaven, that they will take the word of God and they will use that sword in Jesus' name. You're greater in them than he that is in the world. And, Lord, I pray right now that they will be overcomers in everything. And, Lord, lack nothing in you. 
So, Father, we just thank you right now for your presence and your power. You said, Lord, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. So, Father, we thank you tonight for that victory that's through Christ, through his precious blood. We, th we thank you tonight for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you're here tonight and you want us to pray with you, I want you to come. We'll pray with you, agree with you, whatever that it might be. In Jesus' name, if you need a healing touch.